Why did the VL with two subbies? Stereotype with a huge intercooler. Doing it right might be like I'm confused. What's the attraction? But some dudes just love to lose traction. That cruise action, Saturday night, you can do it at the lights or get in a fight. Welcome to Rogue Bogue. This is the car chat series. It's been a, a long time between drinks, a lot going on um, in our individual world and in the world, and haven't had a lot of time to put out a. Uh, a podcast around the car stuff. So there's a lot been going on. Justin, welcome back. Yes, has been a long time, and uh, so sorry to everyone who has been messaging us, uh, trying to get us back on to do another pod. So here we are, um, and hopefully we can get our act together and uh, do some do some more coming up. So yeah, we need to find some sponsors. So anyone out there who um, who listens to the pod is in the automotive industry, we got to get Justin up and down on a plane to the Gold exactly. Coast because where the studio is now. So this one's actually being. Uh, recorded in Melbourne, uh, but generally we want to try to get Justin up there in the in the luxurious studio out there in, on the Gold Coast. So we need uh, if anyone wants to sponsor the pod, um, put on some, some yeah. advertising or some um, ads for whatever. Any, pri- any private jet sponsors? Yeah, happy we're, 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 yeah, we're happy, happy to listen. <laughs> We've had some people reach out previously. Um, I think about a year ago, we weren't really ready for advertising at that point, but we're in a position now where you know if you're on a spare parts company or detailing whatever you do we're happy to give you a plug um obviously for for a little bit of payment that can mm-hmm. uh keep this you know great podcast going and funding um so we can you know get justin up and down but for sure without further ado let's get into what has been going on in the market as we always do we open up with uh the auctions and, and things moving around and by the way shannon's uh real quick we don't have them on the run sheet but they're uh they're done as far as auctions go, right? Are. Well, kind of done with my insurance too, so I pulled the pin using them finally. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there in general, so it just seems to- Reportedly is the auction side Yeah, the, the business. Auctions, auction's done for sure, so because um, I think it was a- it bought them out as a Suncorp or something like that, yeah. or something like that now, so um, so I guess from being the enthusiast to just kind of been running and building business, seems like now. Well, there's so. a lot of bad pub going around about mm. the enthusiast insurance they provide. Yeah. Um, a lot of enthusiasts are, are very, very frustrated and moved elsewhere. But Shannon's did, uh, um, reported what, seven, eight, nine years ago, moved to that massive facility. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Around the corner. In, is it in Brayside, I think? Yeah, Brayside, yep. Um, around the corner from Rabin where they previously were. And that was to, to run high end mm. auctions and have more yeah. space. And I wonder what they're going to do with it now. I mean, probably just going to liquidators and selling that and just doing insurance. But, but pretty, pretty, Interesting that, yeah. and sad at the same time oh, it because is, yeah. it's probably an iconic brand in Melbourne, if not Australia. Mm-hmm. As far as auctions go, they're probably one of the big boys in the market. From which well, is in few- general with all the car shows. I mean, that you know, it's one of the first things you put up is one of their signs. You know, please look at admire, yeah. respect. So um, early not late late eighties, early nineties, they started yeah. small and, and built up and became very very big. But uh, yeah, been bought out. Maybe they all got paid out and they've walked away. But mm. interesting to see them go. But nonetheless, what have we got auctions wise this? This uh, episode, yeah. So I suppose on to some of the main big ones in general. So um, there was an electric blue phase three GDHO that I was watching. Um, yeah, so rebodied nineteen seventy one GDHO phase three. So rebodied. <laughs> Got to keep that in mind. But this ought to be interesting to see what that does. Paul, but that went for three hundred fifty thousand. So honestly, thought about two eighty. Um, being that, so I kind of thought. Anything you're seeing 450 to 550, you've seen some of those go for. So I just thought that was kind of one to watch. Um, one of the big ones that was circulating was the W1 with pretty much only delivery kilometers. I think it was like 32 kilometers on the, on the clock. In Light My Fire, that went for 350,000 888. So 
that actually went higher than what I thought as well. So I just kind of thought the way the market is at the moment um, has been a fair few listed and sitting quite stable there for a while. Seems like the ones that are dropping to the low 300 seem to be moving. So that was one good to see. And it was over at uh, in WA. There was a smashed W1 um, that sold for 180,500. So um, I'm sure we'll probably see that one um, floating, floating around, <laughs> floating around soon, hitting an auction. Uh, probably asking high 200s. So I got I got one for you that just popped up a couple of days ago. The, the last Holden to ever come down the factory line, reportedly. Whether mm. we know, who knows these days, but they reportedly said it's the last one to come. It's gone to auction. They were expecting it to fetch, fetch about 500K, which I think is, is crazy within mm. itself. Um, it's nothing special about this car. It's just the last one historically to come off the factory line. Ended up going for $750,000. That is a uh, 2017 Holden VF Series 2 sedan. So not a GTS, not a clubby, just yeah. Series 2, two sedan. Um, yeah, I mean, tough investment that one. I don't know. You kind of see this to what you can – I mean, I always look at it that way. You can – Put all your eggs in one basket and buy something like that, or spread it around and get you know, rock and walk. Literally and a parking like that. car, so though. That, yeah, it is like that is just an absolute talking piece that I frankly wouldn't care about if it's the last, the first, or the seventeenth, or the. And it's not really, you know, no, no offense to the person who bought it, it's not really a special car. No, it's, it's, it's a stock just, bog, you know, a Series Two sedan. It, it is the last one. There's some history there, so it probably does belong. Yeah. It, hopefully, in a museum, which we'll get to a bit later, which yeah. probably isn't a museum to put it in at the moment. Yeah. But. Yeah, just an interesting one. I'm not a huge numbers guy, as you know. You're, you're a little bit more numbers, but even this kind of stuff no, that's, does, that's doesn't- No, nothing to me. But. Yeah, exactly right. So real, real big money moving, uh, but obviously a high-end collector has snapped that one up, and hopefully we'll just put it on bricks and, and, and not drive it, because I think you drive that one down the road. Mm. Um, I don't think- I wonder if you put that on the market tomorrow, if you get your money back. That'd be the interesting one with that with that car. Um, yeah, you do have to be careful with those ones, especially that if you do have a bit of coin, and but then you start getting caught into- bit of a bidding war and then you end up just going, oh, shit, did I just pay way too much for that? And I reckon that's what I'd be saying if I paid that kind of money. 100%. Listings. Yes. Uh, GDSR Maloo's. Um, I was actually, I have been thinking about one of these the past few weeks. Gone do I grab one of these in a manual? Uh, but uh, they're sitting around the 130 to 145K mark. Have actually known a few that have changed hands in the 120s. Um, there's 23 listed at the moment. Um, but yeah, they, it is a bit of a softening market from what's listed because if you see what is currently listed out of those 23 majority have been sitting there for a long period of time. Uh, the sedans, uh, the Gen Fs, of course, 150 to 160, um, 44 of those listed at the moment. So they're creeping up a fair bit. So, um, that is a market, I reckon, in general, that they will start coming back a bit. So um, if you are in the money, if you do have the money and you're in the market for one of those, probably hold out for another six to 12 months, and I reckon there'll be a fair few sitting around. W1s, I'd say the median price on these is around about that 350K mark. There's 10 of those listed. Um, another one to watch at the moment is the GDS Coupes. So they are slowly coming back. There are... They were sitting around the high 190s, especially for Y-series. Then they started dropping to the 160s and everything, and they're actually now around that 110 mark. So that's just in general across um, you know, the, well, the VX, the V2s, through to the Y-series. So they are sitting around that kind of money at the moment and with some you know decent kilometers on them. There's currently nine listed, but that's another one to watch too. Uh, FPV GTF, so onto the Ford market. 
sitting around 130 to 150 at the moment. There's 19 of those currently listed. So back um, when you got yours, Bogues, there was around, I think, seven and then to nine. So that's actually a fair, fair few listed there. So at mm-hmm. the moment. They're, they're, I think they've bottomed it out. I, I don't see them going much further. No, below. I think they will sit around that kind of money. 120, 130. And the, yeah, the low kilometer examples are still 160, 170. You've got some dreamers asking yeah. for more, but that's the range for them. I don't think that moves too much um, considering that they still are the last big banger from yeah. from Ford. And I think in general with the FPV market, I, I actually reckon it is kind of sitting at the bottom now because the Ford guys seem to have – I think the growth of the Ford market took off before the HSVs and then it seems to have started to plateau now and then it's kind of sitting there and that's where I reckon we're going to see the HSVs in that six to 12 months. So – because um, it's like the F, F6 Type 3 and aspects, there's three of those listed there hover between 50 and 65. And then the FGF6 market's at 50 to 70K. And in the Mark II, uh, there's only eight of those listed. So, um, yeah, like I said, that if you are after an FPV at the moment, I'd just be throwing out some complete lowball offers. Um, actually, I saw listed, it actually popped up yesterday on one of the FPV F6 Facebook pages was a mandarin spec manual um just uh us just it wasn't actually an aspect typhoon just a typhoon but that was yeah sixty nine thousand k's i think on the clock and it was like 45 grand so mm. it was pretty damn good buying uh for something like that so i mean not an aspect but it's still one and it's a manual one so probably and i think there's only 13 built-in mandarin in general so good buy yeah yeah i mean things are things have slowed down i've got a couple cars quietly listed um and yeah, I mean things are things are really slowing down. I just tell by the feedback you get by people mm-hmm. reaching out. You know, generally, eighteen months ago, it was it was you know once a day you're getting a message from someone, whether yeah. it be time wasted or not, it was still a message. Now you're probably getting I'm getting maybe one, uh, maybe two messages a month. Yeah. Um. So so it's really dried up. I think people are holding on to their cash. We said that for months and months and months that this time was coming. I think we're at that time now. Uh, cost of living, everything's gone through the roof. So. Um, the market, even I've got a, just a regular Kia for sale as well, like a, a van and, um, even that's dried up. So yeah. everything's kind of slowed down, uh, high end cars, numbers matching real low kilometer examples still do okay. But even there, you know, you, you mm. just don't see any of those big, huge auctions besides that, you know, crazy, crazy, uh, VF that we just saw go for 750,000 was the last one. Other than that, yeah, we haven't really seen yeah. any big banger auctions, at least the last six months. I haven't seen yeah, exactly. anything go bang. So yeah. Something's brewing. Uh, maybe by you know interest rates kind of steady out a little bit. Everyone kind of gets back on their feet post post COVID and getting back to work for two or three years. Get some kind of fat under themselves, some mm. cash. Uh, maybe we'll start seeing some spending again. But right now, not a whole lot is moving. So if you're looking to sell a car, um, if you don't need to sell it, I wouldn't recommend you having it for sale right now. Um, so if you can afford to sit on it, list it what you want. Don't take anything less. Just let it sit there. But if you have to sell, you're probably looking at taking a hit right now. Yeah, it's just a reality. 100%. If you need the cash, right? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people do. So um, just to finish off on- If you do want to sell any cheap, decent HSVs or anything, just flick us a message. I'm willing to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, any numbers matching, low kilometer stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've got some cash and some briefcases ready for you. <laughs> um, and just touching on that, just, just some news. Teslas, I saw this- Pop up, you saw it pop up as well. Tesla played, um, plaid 2022 model 135,900 sticker from mm-hmm. you. 2023, new 89,990. So if you bought one in 22, brand new, waited a year later, 
you'd be absolutely fuming. Yeah. You've just they've just shaved what is that fifty uh, k almost right off right off your car. So your second hand value is now below what the new value is. Yeah, um, they're saying that a second hand twenty two um, is sub seventy k, uh, which is just crazy. And that's that's what we're seeing with these EVs. They they just you know. There's a the debate about good or bad. We don't have to have that discussion because I've done it 50,000 times on this podcast. But the one thing people forget is they just fall like a ton oh, of bricks. Yeah. It doesn't matter what model. doesn't matter, you know, the, because you got the risk. You, you buy one with 30,000, 40,000 kilometers on it. You got the risk that you could be that one that clicks over the battery and then 15, 20, 30K oh, exactly, K yeah. later, you're like, you can buy a whole other fucking car for that. Yeah. <laughs> so people are, they're, they're, the, the rocks really fall out out of the bottom of those price-wise. So- um, and then you, like, you know, you, you want to be a frugal buyer and you're like, oh, let me buy a used one with kilometers. Then you got the risk of- Exactly. Yeah. It's a tough, tough, tough balance. Mm. So I just saw that and thought, we'll mention that to our, to our listeners. Summer Nats, we'll get into that a little bit. There's a, there's a question later, but, um, I'm sure most people that follow this podcast have seen, you know, all the videos going around and everything going around. And we've had this discussion numerous times, both offline and I think a little bit on the podcast, but not too in depth. And- um, you took one of your, you know, one of your big builds, King GM, back in the day there, and it was it was already starting to turn at that oh, point. Yeah. It wasn't where it is today. No. It was starting, um, and it, it, it's just not to me. It's not a place I'd want to take my car. It's not a place I'd want to take my kids. It's not a place I'd want to go. It's just become rough as guts. Um, you know, full send type shit every minute oh, of the day. It's all it is. It's get a group of mates there, hit the piers, do burnouts. That's that's it. Like it's yeah, and it ruins it for everyone else. The locals end up hating you. They end up hating all car enthusiasts. We know people group everyone together because of one fucking idiot. And then on top of that, there was you know guys punching on with security guards and vice versa. There was there were some security guards hunting down people. But I'm sure I'm sure we missed the start of the vision, Justin. I mean, yeah. I, I saw we saw the end of the vision where that <laughs> security guard was just walking around belting anyone that got in his way. Oh, exactly. But I can assume he was prodded and poked and oh, and, and cheap shotted for probably 30, 40 minutes leading up to that. Cause yeah. There was no vision of that. I'm just guessing. An educated guess. <laughs> like generally, though, you know, especially like. You know, islanders and whatnot are very placid people. Yeah, they um, are. Yeah, it actually got takes a lot. Got a lot of good friends that are islanders yeah. that, that are in the security business for that very reason because they're big and scary, but they're they're generally going to give you five, six, seven, eight chances. Yeah. But once you get to that, whatever their number 100%. is, yeah. And this guy lost his shit and just started dropping people. Um, I'm sure there'll probably be a court case or something from it, which is a shame. But they they just ruin events. You don't want to take your kids. You don't want to take young children, even your wife. To see that kind of shit, it's no. not cool. Like these young kids that that think it's cool to do that, it's not. And, and these days, you know, the one punch thing and someone hit, you know, all it takes is you you just hit someone for no reason. They don't see it coming. It's not the punch, and then they hit their head on a curb or concrete mm. and they die. People getting you know hit by car. It's just it's just a bad bad scene. And I w- I would I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go in the future. Not my kind of scene. Like I said, cars and coffee is, is probably the best, you know, balance for me where you got, actually got people that care about their shit, they have a yeah. coffee, they have a chat, talk some shit, and then you go. But yeah, these these kind of, I think they're dinosaurs, these these events, and I think they're very, very close to, to, to going because you saw police gave statements afterwards, calling them all idiots and all that kind of shit. They've got no brain cells and- yeah. You know, you hate to hear police use that language for people that are supposed to be somewhat car enthusiasts, but you can't argue with it neither. Like mm. it's 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 valid, um, and they ruin it for everyone. It was actually quite funny. The um, yeah, when the the police commissioner 
from the ACT actually turned around and said, he goes, enough. <laughs> we don't have to do breast tests anymore. Let's do IQ tests at the yeah. border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Count to five. Yeah. yeah. And look, it makes everyone look – it looks – this is the thing. It makes anyone with a hotted up car mm. that cares about their car look like a fucking moron. Oh, exactly, right? yeah. So you've got – there's so many people that are very, you know, upstanding citizens in their community. They might be – they run their own business. They're, they're you know – mechanics that have a, a great business for 20, 30 years, maybe lawyers, maybe accounts that have nice cars. Yeah. And now you all get grouped into that, into that rhetoric. It's, it's not fair, but that's, unfortunately our community takes it on the chin because you've got some dickheads. Yeah. And I think it's on us when we see people doing shit like that. It's like- And it's, and this is a hard thing now, like um, even myself, man, I'm not into the burnout team. Um, never have been on into the show scene. So I used to love going there. I'd go to the elite hall and then I'd also go and watch the horsepower heroes. So you think that's what I'm going there for, but I have to put up with all the other bullshit, especially you know, I'd love to take my son to the Sumnats like it was when I grew up, but now I wouldn't even bother. I'd end up just, yeah, exactly going to go into cars and coffee or, um, you know, MotorX or something like that. I would not even waste my time going back to Sumnats. Yeah. And you got a six, seven hour drive exactly, to yeah. go deal with dickheads and then six hours, six yeah. hours drive back. It's just, it's just not worth it. It's a shame because it, it yeah. was a, you know, it's probably the the biggest national car event in Australia. It still yeah. is. It's got yep. the name and people from all of Australia, all of Australia drive there, but. I think as it continues, you're going to end up, you know, another 10 years are just going to be, you know, VN Commodores, beat up Commodores, just doing, yeah. you know, single pegas essentially uh, mm. because people aren't going to take their nice cars there, especially no, like exactly. you said, when you mentioned when, you, you know, you were so worried about people rubbing against your car and coins yeah. in their pockets and keys and you've got a $20,000 paint job. Yeah, 10, and they're 000. trying to block you off until you do a burnout and everything. And you're yeah. kind of like, man, I'm just trying to drive to yeah, yeah. show my car. Again. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> get out of my way and fingerprints on it and all yeah. that. And there's people that, that really care about this stuff. So anyway, I, d I just wonder how, mm. how many more years it has. You know, the government hates all that kind of stuff um, or the police do when it, when it comes to, to, to people being hoons, especially with all the stuff about um, speed kills and all that kind of stuff that I, I just, with the way with the way uh, the Australian government is, I, I, I would not be surprised if they if they can. I don't agree with that neither, but that's that's the extremes. Yeah. Our politicians and it's it's easy pickings for people, you mm -hmm. know. All, all it's gonna take is one one innocent person or a civilian or someone who's not part of the event. Yeah. That's crossing the street and one of these idiots on the way out hangs it around a corner and oh, takes exactly. takes someone out, kills a kid or, or someone, yeah. done. Your event's over forever and you just can't, unfortunately, explain that to people that accidents happen but they're under the influence and all that kind of stuff and yeah. then it ruins it for everyone else. So The way it's going that instead of horsepower heroes, we'll see who can charge their car the fastest or something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who can put out a EV fire the fastest? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, twenty three hours, new, <laughs> new world record. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that'll be interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, BMW has discontinued the eighteen dollar heated seat subscription, Justin. So you can if you now buy a BMW and it's minus fifteen outside, you don't have to put coins in a meter to turn on your <laughs> heated seats. But this is no joke. They were, you know, they they actually implemented it for a little bit. Huge backlash from customers. Yeah. I'm like. You're paying six figures for a BMW. The last thing you want is have to subscribe to iTunes or whatever the hell the subscription BMW subscription service to put on heated oh. seats. I mean, who, and cost cost of living. Now you're going to go. Geez, do I let my kids have YouTube Premium or do, do we want keep them warm? Do we keep them warm? <laughs> keep yeah, warm yeah, yeah, put yeah. a jacket on, Jimmy. Put a jacket on, mate. <laughs> yeah. You know what are you doing? But that's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, the subscriptions. We're in a subscription world. Everything's all about you know getting getting subscriptions and eyeballs, your Netflix yeah. and your accounts and. For a car that you bought, uh, I mean, you should be allowed to turn your heater on when you want. So they, they actually won uh, the award for the best luxury car brand. Did they really? Yeah, they did. Mm. So. I imagine they didn't 
charge for heated seats. They, I know. they would have smashed it. Exactly. But yeah, just just an absolute absolute fuck up by BMW. Yeah. They've rectified. They've realized that because of the backlash online and whatnot, people were just losing their their minds. And they've they've elected not to, but uh, you're like imagine. I mean, you're not going to die from not having heated seats, but you know, imagine you're stuck in your car breaks down somewhere, and you know, let's say it was heating and yeah. you pay for pay for all of it, and you're like, you know, credit cards decline, you can't, <laughs> your heater can't turn on, sir. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh great, cool, <laughs> just, just freeze to death. All right, Ford wants to keep building V8s forever. Uh, a local article uh, here global ceo jim farley says says ford will keep making v8s even if it's only one on the planet it's the only one on the planet to do so so with everything going towards ev and hybrid and four cylinder and low emissions mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff ford said that they've doubled down and said you know what we're, we're going to keep making them well he says that until a lefty ends up taking over as ceo who knows? But so, um, look, I mean, it is it is actually good to good to see things like that. And um, you know, must say from belting around being straight A, belting around in the Malou and loving the V eight Rumble and especially manual, it's damn good to see Jim pushing pushing the boundary and yeah, trying to get things like this happening. So hopefully they stick to their word. Yeah, and they know they know what's selling. They're not yeah. silly, you know. They they know obviously the EV stuff. I think we've we've seen a lot of. Uh, mm. Car makers backing off production, yep. not overly, not producing as many as they once did. A lot sitting on lots. Um, we also saw just recently, was it Hertz? Um, was it Hertz? I think a lot of renter car yeah. fleets have completely stopped yeah, ordering yeah, EVs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah sixth, I think it was said no more. Sixth, yeah, well, yeah. there's there's a few more coming. It's a domino yeah. effect, basically. You know, renter cars make a, a big part of the purchasing power for EVs. Yeah, yeah. they have realised that you know. Justin Ellis or Andrew Bogart go on holidays. They go to, you know, they might go to Kimberley. They might go to Darwin. They might go to the Gold Coast. They do not want to rent an EV. Yeah. They do not exactly. want to plan out their trip on a holiday. They do not want to find charge points. They don't want to find out if they're, char- hey, does my hotel have a charge point? Where's the nearest one? Oh, I'm going up here. We're going on a holiday. Mm-hmm. People like to explore and yeah, go exactly. and do things. So what they've realized is people have specifically requested, do not give me an EV. So they've got a, a lot full of cars. Mm. Uh, that are EVs, and they've said, we don't want them. So and that's what was happening as well, because people who are living life like that, and they're going back to the airport, and they don't have enough charging stations to charge the cars because they're left with needing a charge. So it was one of the main reasons. 100%. Yeah, yeah. and it makes total sense. It's like, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do it. I don't I don't want to have to – I'm on a holiday. I'm, I want to yeah, go exactly. autopilot. I'm away mm-hmm. from work. I want to play with my kids and go camping, whatever I do. I don't want to have to get a, you know a map out and find out where I need to go charge my car and stop for thirty. Yeah, exactly. you know, so very very interesting. Um, but yeah, good on Ford for staying with the with the V eights. F one fifty has been recalled again in Australia. So initially it was a turbo failure, right? Uh, yeah. As part as, now that wasn't from the F one fifty America division. That was part of the conversion. Something happened during the conversion that has yeah. has uh, made the one of the one of the turbos fail. They're rectifying that, and as of rectifying that, um, they've now put out a statement saying, due to a remanufacturing process issue, the steering intermediate shaft may separate from the steering rack, resulting in a loss of steering control. Yeah, look, man, I'm no mechanic or mechanical engineer, but the um, that seems like a pretty big fuck-up if that happened. <laughs> a big fuck-up. <laughs> I mean, and customers, I think some got yeah. early delivery. Yeah. I think there were some out there that, that, that were late December, I believe. Yeah. So wow. thanks for those guinea pigs um, that have 
found all the problems for it. That's yeah, that, that's a huge issue, a yeah. uh, huge, huge issue. And touching on that, I'm going to touch on the Ford Ranger. Huge, a lot of people having huge issues with them, yeah. Justin, and, and it's you know we have some friends that have helped out with Ford for us, so you know we have to be kind of nonpartisan on the podcast. Um, they've helped us out a lot with different things, but but that's not the dealer's fault. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but huge issues with these yeah. cars. I mean, my father had one uh, just recently. He huge, huge engine vibrations in the cabin. Yeah, engine mounds weren't 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 put in the right places. Um, or the the, the tension springs and whatnot, and and just huge issues. He's been back three or four, five, six times. Crazy bad road noise. Um, and they basically were like, "What do you want us to do about it?" And he's like, "I, I can't. Mm. I can. This is a brand new car. Yeah, you know, this is not driving like a brand new car." And uh, I think he's ended up. I think it's gone down towards I think Ford Australia to make a decision on it. Uh, hopefully, he'll end up getting you know getting his refund, which is due. But not the only one. Once you start speaking to people that have these cars, um, a lot of issues with them. And obviously, made over in Thailand. Yeah, we've now found out that China is going to take over production. Was- which yeah, which hopefully should should fix it. So um, yeah, look, I mean, it's obviously there's a lot of articles like Raptors having suspension issues. Tech issues is major about screen freezing, etc., yeah. like that, and um, yeah, and as well being the build quality, saying not as good as the last as the last gen Ranger, but that's the thing that um, going out of China now, um, complete new production process, and they are new very box. very yeah. meticulous, and yeah, exactly, hearing new transmission and other bits and pieces, so things that they're just pretty much saying, we'll put that in the tip, um, let's redo it all, so. Um, yeah, hopefully the next gen comes out, fixes a lot of issues because they are fantastic cars. Like overall, I think the look, looks and everything and what they do, yeah, yeah, is amazing. So definitely don't want to see. And, and that actually has become the um, the top selling vehicle. I mean, out, out doing the Hilux now. So obviously mm. a huge demand behind them. They have to get it right. They so, have to get it right. It's, yeah. you know, they're, they're pushing, they're, they're six figure cars. Yeah, exactly. These yeah. aren't, these aren't your Hiluxes that are, you know, 60, mm. 70, 80, fully loaded. These are, these are pushing over a hundred yeah. grand. You're paying for the... If you go the Raptor brand, you're paying for that Mystique of the Raptor brand and, yeah. and the graphics, and you're like, well, this is the wow factor. Yeah, exactly. Pick up yeah. uh, four-wheel drive ute. Mm-hmm. they got to get it right. And yeah. it's, you know, Ford's had issues historically with different things or different models. Yeah. This now seems to be one, one of the issues with that, and you hope, hope they rectify it. There's other people that have had examples of, of, mm-hmm. of rear ends dropping. Yeah. Um, you know, numerous different people have had, you know, issues. Um, there's a few people that, that do some – some reviews on these cars that have said they've had issues as well. So hopefully they can rectify it because it's yeah. like you said, it's a it's a great car, it's a great family car, does a, has a lot and of practicalities. I never fucking thought I'd be excited to hear if it's getting made in China. Jesus, yeah, Christ. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd think Thailand would be a step above, but I think I mean, look, China's production has gotten much better. So it has, yeah. You know, I've got a, a CF Moto uh, ATV, two of them actually, and I've been pretty impressed with them. I yeah. mean, I, I paid. Uh, I think thirteen or fourteen grand fully loaded. I paid another fifteen hundred for the extra two years warranty, uh, three years warranty on top of there too, just because it was made yeah. in China. So I'm like, it's a no brainer <laughs> just to buy a an extra warranty, and and I've had pretty good, pretty good success with the, with with the quads. They've been pretty reliable, yeah, no good. issues to date. Yeah, haven't thrashed them as much as I would have liked yet. Um, we'll get to that in the next year, but. Yeah, like they, they've gotten better. They, what yeah. they, I mean, what they do is their their infancy with copying anything is bad in the first three or four years. Whatever they copy, you know, they copy this computer. The first three or four years, they're, they're figuring it out, and then by five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm. it's pretty much the same kind of stuff because all they do is they source the same parts as for the quad. You know, they're going to find the Polaris or the Yamahas. They're going to source the same box quad, this that, and put it yeah. themselves, and then all of a sudden they got a great quad. So. Jeez. I think that the same is going to happen with the Ranger. I think they'll, you know, I think all the teething issues have now been 
uh, figured out by by Thailand. Um, yeah, and that's they've taken the brunt of it. And then look, man, there's no doubt about it as well with the demand after COVID. That just think about the geez, I mean, over a twelve month wait on them. They're just rushing them, trying to get them out the door. They're trying to do whatever they can. So, of course, that's got to go hand in hand with it with the pressures to meet demand. But hopefully, yeah, we'll see it ironed out. And the next gen is ticking all the boxes. It is. I right, the National Holden Motor Museum in Echuca. Victoria is shutting down. Uh, we spoke about that earlier. Uh, it's been in Echuca since 1993. It'll officially close on April 14, 2024. All the items are listed for auction. Uh, most items were, in fact, donated by Holden or GM themselves. Mm. So that is pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought that is quite interesting. I mean, it's, yeah, I guess, I mean, you should have really pretty much um, first demand if you have donated anything to a museum to get it back. But um, I'm guessing with what's happening here is maybe – Holden slash GMs pretty much said whatever. When it gone, they were shutting down and do what you want to do with it. I'm guessing that's probably happened. But yeah, just, but even yeah. so, if Holden wants to take it back, where do they put it? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, so I guess been, you know that, um, there is some value there. And we know when HSV went under, it was you know you, mm. we got access to some parts. It was basically a fire sale. It was yeah, just like, exactly. Hey, yeah, take all these. Just give mm. us some cash for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get it out of our warehouse. We need to be out of here by day X. But yeah. it's sad when you hear these kinds of things. It, um, it is, yeah. You know, I think they're important historically, especially because we had our own car market for so long, both Holden and Ford, um, that our grandkids might not know that that even existed when, yeah. they, when they're born. You know, yeah. we, we can't even take them to see that kind of stuff. So I think hopefully, you know, someone mm. either within the state of Victoria, government-wise, or even federally f- sources some of these items and yeah. actually puts them aside. I think it'd be well, very, very and, important. Yeah, and all I'd say with it, I mean – from seeing the listings, I've seen some Brocky items, et cetera, like that, that, you know, I personally think that, you know, I'd hope they'd do the right thing and then offer that to the Bathurst Museum and um, other places like that. You've got the Trafalgar Holder Museum. I'm sure there's some other ones around. I kind of would have liked to see that just kind of change hands and go to another museum where it can be um, viewed by by all, all fans out there instead of sitting in someone's shed or something, whereas hardly anyone sees it. So, um, but yeah, is what it is. Sad times. There was another museum recently that went went under two somewhere else. Was that Central New South Wales? Yeah, or, I didn't see one. Yeah, I can't remember where it was. About a year or two ago. So yeah. that and they look, they are um, expensive to run if they don't get help from councils or cities. Mm. As far as you know, a friendly lease that's you know really not paying because you're not really bringing a whole lot of money through there other than the, yeah, exactly. the ticket the ticket entry to get into the place or, mm. or donations. But I think the government definitely should. Um, put something together somewhere nationally. There should be, put it in Canberra, put it in Parliament, I don't know, put it somewhere yeah. where there's some, hopefully a, a history of, of our automotive history because it is, you know, for a country of, when it first started, 15, 20 million people, um, mm. once we started our automaking, I don't even know where we're at when we started Holden, but obviously back in the day it would have been, what, 10 million people, 5 million people, yeah. whatever it was, as we build up over generations. For a country even now that only has 25, gone on to 30 million people, had its own flourishing car industry oh exactly it's pretty impressive um so i think we need to celebrate that and you'd hope to see it back one day i don't think it'll happen just because you know wages and all that kind of stuff here in australia is so expensive it's all just cheaper to go overseas but i think it's an important part of our history i hope we don't we don't lose it 100 percent. q a's yeah all right so first one here from brad hey guys with the cost of living pressure and even car insurance etc going through the roof do you think this will force the car bubble to burst um, well, already has. Yeah, it has in a way, and 
I was actually thinking about this. I went to Hakwa, which is um, yeah, basically Lake Ilden, just over the Christmas break, and I was kind of scratching my head in a way that I was I was looking, seeing, you know, ninety hundred thousand dollar V eight patrols towing hundred thousand dollar caravans or two hundred thousand dollar wake boats. You're seeing that, and also as well, brand new Rangers towing tandem trailers with brand new RX TX Sea-Doo's on the mm. back and everything. You kind of see it going. Look, first and foremost, there's still cash around. You're kind of seeing it, you know, especially some guys in their 30s, you're seeing how the hell can you have a 100 grand um, patrol and a $200,000 wake boat. So you kind of see it going, well, I think in some ways it, it's kind of shifted. And, and even seeing that with some of my personal friends, they kind of moved on from the cars and they're playing around with things like that because they've got kids now and they can enjoy it because um, obviously kids growing up now don't seem to have the passion as much. And that's what you're seeing take place. So I think that's happened on one hand versus having a couple of weekend cars sitting in the garage because, let's be honest, blocks are getting smaller and smaller. And I think we've got to think that as well. Like when I was growing up, parents had a pretty large block where you could have a garage and a shed, et cetera, like that. And, plus driveways. You know, and Plus yeah. driveways where you can actually store extra cars. So you got to see it. If you got a house now, you get a nice house. By the time you're fitting a 35-square home on a 500-square-metre block, struggling to get a two-car garage itself, where are you going to store everything? So- um, security insurance exactly with everything else so mm. yeah and that's the other thing as well when you when you look at it it's not just the insurance on the cars it's everything else that goes with it easier so, to steal a car than a, than a boat or a, you know yeah you can, you can secure that a little bit easier exactly yeah. so i think that's where the trickle effect of just holding a lot of these toys is going to hurt everyone and there's no doubt about it cost of living pressures and if you were one of those um you know enthusiast back that did decide to draw, you know, your money on your super at COVID time or drawing money on your mortgage to go and drop a hundred, 150 grand on a GDS or GDSR that a lot of people were doing. Well, obviously now with rates in mid to, um, you know, I guess pretty much low sixes to mid sixes now, paying that extra money off with a God. car that's going backwards, really when you look at it, um, supply and demand, there's a lot of supply out there versus demand. So, yep. Going hand in hand, the bubble has burst. I'd say. Yeah, and I think I think we'll probably twenty four is going to be a rough year as far as that goes, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I just think it's going to be very very flat as far as car sales and all that kind of stuff. I think, like always, anything that's high end, nine out of ten, ten mm -hmm. out of ten, low kilometers is going to move. Yep, and still get decent money. Uh, but anything else that's kind of the middle of the block, like a, like a GTSR. You know, okay, very nice cars, but not a W one. Mm -hmm, exactly, they're, they're going to plummet. Um, even the yeah. w, and, and considering the W ones have started to, to fall back a little bit, you know, the next in line is that. And then you know, we we're even seeing high kilometer, you know, VS GTS is pulling 70, 80, like, 90 k at exactly, some point. Yeah. You know, that's that's going to come way back to forties and fifties. Like hundred percent, you, you're not getting that money now. So, and I'd be saying is, I mean, my call on twenty twenty four be the year of the fence sitter because I reckon it's either the ones that will have cash will just. Low ball offers, and if they get it, they get it. They don't. Just kind of whatever, move on with life. But, yeah, no one's going to be rolling the dice anymore. It's, it'll be you either cashed up and you want it, otherwise you're just going to sit and wait. Yeah, so. and the panic's going to set in, unfortunately, for those those people that have overbought um, during COVID, that the, the value of their cars have now reeled back. Like Justin mm. said, they've got a mortgage sitting on it. They're not selling right now because of pride, I think. Yeah. They know they're doing it tough, but they're probably like, I'm getting low bored, fuck this, I'm just going to wait. Exactly. But they're eventually going to meet their meet their maker because it's just gonna it's going to get to a point where those those mortgage payments misses. Hey, fuck! Like we've got, mm. we've got, you know, and there's going to be some cars that come on the market that you will be able to get for a steal. That's the unfortunate reality of it. There's people these people that took risks during COVID and yeah. 
government COVID payments and everything was too easy for three or four years, yeah, it's going to come back to bite a lot of those people now. And, so. don't, and don't be silly because we don't want to see divorce rates go up in the car world because if you decide to sell your house and keep your car, you miss the divorce and take your car anyway. So. Exactly. <laughs> half of it, yeah. yeah we'll exactly. be on market either way. Yeah, exactly. The market wins. The market wins regardless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, care about that. Next one. All right, so yeah, well, we had a message from Steve about summonats. We kind of touched on it anyway, but hey, boys, what's your thoughts on summonats now? I took the ladders my dad used to take me back in the day and put it this way, he won't return. Um, well, I guess we said it anyway, so I personally wouldn't be taking my boy until things got sorted out, but um, yeah, it'd be probably interesting to hear further what you thought in general, but it was pretty much what everyone said in general that it's not really the place to take your family and. Seems to move that way. So people are saying should be alcohol bans and everything. I don't think that's really going to fix it. Um, I think yeah. it's just the caliber of what people think Summer Nuts is about, and I think that's where it's lost the passion for cars. It just seems to be a piss-take event. So, Yeah, I mean, and look, you're alienating, I'd say, I don't know what the percentages are. At least most people that have a current enthusiast have kids, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what percentage, 60 70%, unless you're the older, older fellas who are into their classics, but they're not going to summon outs anyway. So you're alienating so much of your audience to go and buy tickets and go to summon outs because yeah. they, they don't want to bring their kids. Yeah, it's exactly. like, I don't bring my kids to this shit. Like, mm. see people, see a bloke falling over his feet, throwing up in the gutter and sculling, you know, shots and, and, and being dickheads. Like, um, so they got, they got to think about that, and I think you got to make it more kid friendly. The alcohol thing is always an issue worldwide, but especially in Australia, you know, you, you, it is a bit of an issue where your guys are just getting hammered. But as you said, if you ban it, if you ban it, all these bananas are going to do is just get yeah. sloshed before they enter into the ground. Exactly. Yeah, and then it's even worse because they're like, "Oh, I need to get my whole fixing for the day. I'm just going to smash this half a bottle of Jimmy." Yeah, and then they're they're a write off for the rest of the yeah. day. So it's like you, you can't win, and that that just goes down to. People who are just not adults. Exactly. <laughs> They're 30 right, yeah. year old, not adults, and they go and ruin it for everyone else. And it's just a shame because yeah. these events are, are meant to be a celebration of cars, people coming together. You know, as my dad used to say, a bit of live music, rock and roll, whatever it was, you know. And people, you know, they used to have dancers back in the days around their cars. And that, that was more kind of what I th- thought yeah. a car, you know, the, the old American diner, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Chicks on, on roller skates bringing out burgers and fries, like that mm. kind of culture about itself. The culture now has gone too far. F- fuckheads like it just they just ruin it and it's not funny it's like you can make one two youtube videos about oh yeah send it mate send it oh do a doughy and it's funny yeah. after like one or two you're like all right man like it's time to grow up man oh, exactly like, yeah you know, um so and like, you kind of see it in ways i mean we have touched on it in previous episodes before but i see that the car scene just hasn't evolved because you go to anything now there's still the rockabilly music it's still pretty much like what your old man was into and you even see it now that um, I actually went to the Wandon Car Show and um, I didn't read what it was about in a way, but I turned up, I actually took the Typhoon there. You know, 2007, like, let's be honest, that's a pretty old car now. Like, if you look mm. at the grand scheme of things, but pretty much that, yeah, everything pretty much, you know, is 25 years and older. That's all they're really going to accept. Um, and even in there, you see that they kind of, I'm an RF, even if I turned up in the Senator. You yeah, know, 1995 senator. They'll still be going. Oh, I don't not know. a chrome bumper. Yeah, yeah, it's not a chrome bumper. So, but that's where I kind of see it. That you see it, the enthusiast. You got to have a chrome bumper, and then I'm more into the plastic fantastics. You know, I love the VKs onwards. Uh, that's just me. Love the era of the VSs and everything. But where where do I go? You're homeless. It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. and you understand why the old geezers do that. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Because, because they're like, we just want older people that aren't fucking smashing yep. bourbon and cokes all day and just yep. want to punch on with each other. Oh, exactly. So they, they do the older stuff on purpose because yeah. generally older bumpers, you know, mm-hmm. chrome bumpers are older older people that are yeah. a bit more kind of not getting smashed that have done that yeah. in their life. Oh, exactly. And the and flip side is yeah. you got a summer nuts with your plastic bumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. I reckon we could do a test one day. We could go around in your XT and you probably get thumbs up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Go take the Malu out. And people see a VZ and just go, fucking do a burnout. <laughs> like that's, that's what you're going to get. And that's, that's yeah. what, yeah, that's unfortunately, that's the same. ingrained, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know what the change is, Steve, but we, we agree with you. Um, we might sound like bedwetters, but I'm all, look, I'm, I'm the furthest, I'm all about having fun and towing the line. Like, yeah. that's just my nature. Like, I'll, I'll go and have fun, tow the line, dumb law. I'd break a dumb law, like yeah. on record. I'd, you know, yeah. if, if the, the road says cross here and I see no cars, I'm going to cross here. Like, uh, exactly, use common yeah. sense, right? Yeah. But this kind of shit is not funny. Like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it, it just is. gets old. It doesn't look good. And I mean, what I would say to some of these people is, get someone to record you doing the shit you're doing, and then show it to you when you're sober the next day. Yeah, exactly. And tell me if you think that's you look, you look. I'm, yeah, this is the thing. Some of them probably th- would still think, "Oh, that's fucking grouse." Like, <laughs> yeah. like there'd be, there'd be that. Yeah, but there'd be a fair few that like, "Fuck, that's what I look like." Like, yeah, exactly. that's what some of them need to, need to see and hear from their family and friends. Like, stop being a dickhead. Yeah. Enjoy your car. Have fun. Yeah, you can you can be jovial, mess around a little bit, but just you know, there's there's no need to do stuff that's going to get you in the clink. So, good luck, Steve. If you find a solution, um, recommendation for you would be just go to your local car scene, try to find where your coffee and cars are. I think there's some Facebook groups in, yeah. in every big city where there's. Uh, Show and Shine or Coffee and Cars. Isabella and Marcus Foundation do a pretty good one in Chelsea. I yep. believe that's alcohol-free and a pretty good event. There's a lot of kids running around. It's usually on a football oval in um, in Chelsea there. They yeah. usually have a pretty good car event. Um, Even the one down at Bosch, Cars and Coffee there. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yep. and, and you don't have to be stuck there the whole day. You don't have to drive to Canberra and find a hotel. You just go there. You know, if it's in your city, yeah. you walk around and, that is, for an hour yeah, exactly. and you go home. It's and, that, and that is the best part. To turn up in your car, exactly walk around, do what you got to do, just park in a spot where you can get out. See you later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, see you later. Great. Yeah, that, that was that was great on the East Link runs when they used to have the, the shows yeah, up in East Link. It was great because you would just pull up. You, there was food there. There's KFC, Macca's. You get a coffee, walk around for for an hour or two. All right, let's go home. Let's go yeah. to the movies. Let's go to go get dinner, whatever. And and that's that's the whole that's the essence of a car scene to me. Exactly. It was like we used to, you know, you laugh at the whole chap laps, but even I did the chap laps when I was eighteen, nineteen. Right, that was the whole point. We'd go from the southeast suburbs, five six of us with nice car, nicer cars or muscle cars mm. or whatever, all different. Drive in a chapel, park our cars, have dinner, drive home. And it was yeah, gr- that's the best part about it. 100%. Yeah. That's the whole part of driving your car, and um, that's kind of gone now. Mm. Last question. All right. So, Nico here. Is the car scene dead? was uh, thinking this over the break because I have two sons and have a few nephews. None of them are into cars, and my son's mates aren't either. So, um, when – yeah, when – when I grew up, had posters on the walls and used to play with toy cars and things nonstop. What are your thoughts? As I know, you have a couple of boys, folks. Yeah, I think it's right. I think with with everything that's going on these days and so many different vices that kids can go to, mm-hmm. screens, iPads, video games, I think it just takes away from, from a traditional hobby. Um, yeah. That's why I try to I push my kids into sport. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they know that they, they like cars cause I do. And I think it starts with the parents, unfortunately. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of the younger generation now, we probably don't have as much time. Like we're, we're going through it. I mean, I'm going through it of downsizing the collection heavily because I don't have the time to deal with it because yeah. I'd rather go to kids sport. So I'm by definition probably doing, doing a wrong to the kids. I probably should have them around the cars more, but yeah, it's just, it's just a tough one. I, I think 
is the car scene dead? I think around our age, no. But yeah, the younger generations, um, not as much. But I, although I do see, I do get surprised sometimes. There are some young kids sometimes that that mm. will open up a combo about a car or whatnot that they're still very interested in it. But it's much much less. I remember, yeah. you know, when I was when, when we were younger and my old man was a mechanic, like uh, other customers or other mechanics in the area, their kids were all into cars or yeah. they were already doing up, you know, say they were 15, they already bought a car for their peas. Yeah. They were slowly doing up or restoring to once they get their peas, they've got a car. Um, yeah. You don't see that anymore. And I did actually start thinking about this when I saw this question because I was kind of like, well, why? And if you, if you actually think about it, if your family bought a car back when we were growing up, they'll buy that car and then keep it for years. Where I think now the way it is, cars are more disposable. You know, people want the latest tech, so they're turning cars over probably every two, three years yeah, now. You see it, and also as well, I'm thinking about it when we were growing up, you'd rarely see like a high end Ferrari or Porsche or something like that out on the road. It's just you know, obviously with um, you know, luxury car tax, how it all take uh, all that was pretty much bought in to make a lot of those cars out of reach to make you buy Australian. That's where you'd see more Australian cars, and that's why. Something like a Brock or a Walkinshaw or something was a desirable kind of car compared to because if you look at supply and demand, a lot of, you know, you would never see a Ferrari F40 or something, which is my poster car. I had a Ferrari F40 in the wall, loved it, never saw one for until years. But now when you see it, you can go in the city, you're seeing Lamborghinis, McLarens, et cetera, like that. So if you are a younger kid, you're seeing these cars nonstop. Yep. So it's kind of not something like it's a car that's so far out of reach. A lot of these kids now, especially teenagers, think, hey, I can make a YouTube channel or an old yeah. McLaren before Mr. my dad Beast. does. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is. So, um, but I see it now. Look, even my son, he's he's four. He's video games, Ninja Turtles, Mario, et cetera. Mm. Not really that into cars much. Like he does like the blue and the sound of it, but he'll kind of go, that's cool. Thumbs up. Moving on. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, same as mine. Yeah. So yeah, I take my kids in the car, put them in the muscle car sometimes and yeah. the XT and. You know, you, you mm. get on it a little bit, it opens the exhaust up, yeah. and they look at you like, oh, that's cool. Oh, exactly. It's cool. But then, then once you once you get out of the car, they're not like, oh, then yeah. let's go back in it. They're kind oh, of exactly. onto the next thing because there's just so many different things, yeah. I guess. But it's uh, even um, in chats with Boomer, who we've had on a few times, so obviously his big HSV collection, one of his main reasons behind downsizing that and getting into Ferraris and everything because his son Link is big into F1, likes Ferrari, and so that's kind of all I'll get my son a Ferrari share, instead share of having passion. a bloody, yeah, yeah instead of having a, a W1 about. or something yeah. that he wouldn't even, yeah, exactly. W what? What's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get a Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Even then he gets a Ferrari and goes, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Back to bounds on the basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he doesn't care. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what though, if you want if you want to go to one of the best car shows in the world, uh, I just went to Dubai. Um I went to a European holiday. Dubai is just a car show. Exactly. It, it is. No, no, the car show. So we stayed at the, uh, the the famous Atlantis on the Palm. If you want to go to a car show, and, and people make jokes about this all the time, go to that hotel even if you're not staying at it. If you can, if, if you, can you know, it is very pricey, Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> very, very pricey. But if you if you do get lucky enough to, to snag a room for a couple of nights, if not, just go down to the Atlantis and sit in the valet. Yeah. That's all you need to do. If you love cars and, and you want to see – not just your regular muscle cut. I'm talking like Bugattis and yeah, you know Ferraris, Lamborghinis, you know Bentleys, but all the high end spec rare stuff. Brabus, oh, so many Brabus, Mansour three wagons. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like holy shit. Just sit in the valet of that yeah. of that driveway. It that is, is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is, is unbelievable, man. It's crazy there. Like we all think you see a Lamborghini Urus, you go, damn, that's cool. But Dubai, 
It's you there was like that, four in a, a man four Lamborghini yeah. Urises parked in a row in four different colors. Yeah, and, you know these valets get to drive them all, albeit just from there to there. But still, they're they're on the fucking yeah, exactly. But it's 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 not even no one's woe factored there because it's normal. Yeah, yeah, everyone's immune to it. Oh, yeah, another Ferrari, no, yeah. another Lamborghini. It's like like Toyota Corollas here. He's like Lamborghinis. It's like what the hell? Yeah, you know if someone landed. In a valet with a helicopter, then it'd be like, oh, wow, they landed in a helicopter. But if it's a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, you're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Another car. Yeah, we made, made out of six of those. And you're just like, oh, yeah. my goodness. But that, that was, yeah, the most the most flaunted wealth I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, pretty cool place to visit. Don't know if I could live there, but pretty cool place to li- to visit. And, yeah, the cars there were just phenomenal. And and I have a friend that, that's lived there for many years, and he says, you know, he generally doesn't like buying secondhand um, high-end cars there because a lot of the people over there just have no value for what they have. Yeah. So they get a Ferrari or a Lambo and they just destroy it. He says, like, you, you, you get it with 5,000 Ks on it and it looks like it's had 50,000 yeah. Ks on it because they don't give a fuck. They're just like, oh, exactly. million dollar car, I don't care. You know, and mm. so there's a lot on the market there secondhand that you can get for nothing. Yeah. The problem is you can't get it. I actually saw in one of the videos over there that the guy's got his Urus just to tow the jet skis. And take the dogs in it to the water and back. Yeah, like, that's what it's nice life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just in the passenger seat, and yeah. leather. But uh, yeah, recommend anyone if you're going over to Europe, make a stop over in Dubai for a day or two and just just cruise around. Some of the stuff you see there is is, is unbelievable. Story time. This is absolutely horrendous. Uh, this yeah. story time. I'm just gonna you know Justin told me about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I, I want. I'm probably gonna put a tweet out about this because everyone needs to know about this. But the problem is, you put a tweet out, it probably alerts more people to do it. But it's it's pretty scary. Go yeah, ahead. Well, I actually do have another follow-up from this one. Um, so interesting one here. So I saw a post on Facebook where a bloke had a, a 32 GDR on a hoist on a Friday to measure for an exhaust. Uh, then he took it to a Cars and Coffee on a Saturday. He returned early earlier the next week to fit the section of the exhaust that he had shipped down from Brisbane, and he noticed there was an air tag in a snap lock bag under the back of his car. This is theft tracking to a new level. So it must have been put under the car at the Cars and Coffee event. With a magnet, right? Yeah, with a magnet. So, um, And then leading on from this, actually saw um, a guy in Japan had, a, I think it was a 30, I think it was an R34 GDR had the same thing, had an air tag put under the back of his car. So obviously it's new way of theft and tracking and uh, I was reading comments and that this guy's freaking out after because he has, you know, he, driven it from the cars and coffee event back to his house. So obviously the tracking of it to he's been noticed, he's been back and forward to his house. So whoever's attached the uh, air tag under the back of his car will actually know where he lives. And now he's freaking out where to store the car. And he's also got another car as well. So it's a collectible car. So um, just be damn careful, I guess, how we were talking about the advantage of going to something like a cars and coffee is you can park your car or if you do take your car somewhere. Um the problem is it can happen anywhere. It can happen I mean, anywhere, it's, but it's, it's not so much with cars and coffee. It's you go to a supermarket, you, you park drive your car, to the gym or something, jump, and jump and get a pizza for five minutes. Yeah, someone exactly. goes, oh, that's a, that's a nice Skyline or, or a Ferrari or yeah, exactly. old school Mustang. I'm just going to bend over here like I'm tying mm. my shoe, snap that yeah. under your under your frame, um, magnet, whack, and then they can literally not even have to follow you home these days. They can just look at you on a computer and then be like, oh, they live at that address. I might pop in there next week one night exactly. when they're sleeping and, and take their car. Yeah. Um, there is- there is you can scan for air tags, so I just looked this up real quick while we're on. But if you think someone's using an air tag or another item to track your location, you can you can try to find it. I believe there's apps you can get that scan your vicinity okay. for an air tag, and yeah. at least pings tells you that there is one live right near you. 
So that's probably the technology that car makers are going to have to put in now. I mean, yeah. they're going to have to put in some sort of technology to know that if, if you've been locked onto your car detects a tracking device on your car, it lets you know, and then you have to try and, you know, go like Cluedo yeah. under your car and find it as you get in. That's going to probably be the next level of technology security that cars mm. going to have to do because this oh, is going to happen more, yeah, that, more. especially for women. Like, yeah. It's scary for women, like outside of even stealing their car. It's like you see, you know, some some DJ sees a hot, hot young lady or a mother or whatever, and he's like, oh, it's a nice lady, and chuck an air tag under the car, yeah. you know, and then they know where they Freaky. fucking live. Yeah, That's exactly. scary yeah, shit, that is, yeah. So, you know, be be aware when you're out and about. Um, like I said, it's, it's hard to know if you've got an air tag under your car, but there are apps that you can get to scan your car. Now, you're going to get in your car every time you get in your car, you're going to turn on your app and scan exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. I don't think so. There's a lot of things we have to do on a daily basis. That's another thing we need to add that we don't want. Yeah. But it, it is pretty It is pretty alarming, man, um, especially when you see mm. the amount of the amount of uh, aggravated home burglaries that come in to steal, aggravated assaults to steal people's yeah. cars and whatnot. We just saw a doctor die uh, less than a month ago up in Templestow or Doncaster. Yeah, correct. They took his was it 911 Porsche 911 I think, yep. um, and he chased him down the street and they beat they beat the fuck out of him and I think sliced him and killed him. Um, so look, if someone does end up getting your car, let and, him take it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, there's no point chasing them, um, yeah. risking your life. But at the same time, there, there are people that are like, I'm going to protect my house at all costs. The issue with all this is, is if you've got someone breaking into your house at one a.m., you don't know what their intent is. Yeah, exactly. People say, oh, do, you know, it's not worth fighting them over. Let them take your TV or your car or your phones or your jewelry. It's not worth a life. But I don't know if they're coming in for that. Yeah. Like, how do I know they're not coming in to, you know, take a, my kid, rape my mm. wife, yeah, beat me up? Who knows, right? Tie us up. So I was like, hey, mate, stop there. Right. You know, are you, are you here to rob me or beat me up? Yeah, rob exactly. me? I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No worries. Like, yeah, exactly. What the fuck, yeah, man? Exactly, so yeah. these people that, you know, posted a lot on, on, on the magistrate's failures around. Of course, the person that I think uh, killed that 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 gentleman was on on bail. Yeah, it's a failure of the justice system. People say, "Oh, you know, don't don't fight violence with violence. Just let them take what they want." But I don't know what they do, what their but intent is. You know, so the other thing as well that I guess we all have to be careful of now is the whole flexing thing because um, there's a guy over in the UK called Yanomise. Um, he's kind of like the Troy Candy, I guess, of the UK as a vehicle wrap shop and everything can. And he's big into it that he actually got to a point that he did a whole flex because he bought a Richard Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like a 200 grand watch and he's flexing that, that he's finally got one, finally got one, et cetera, like that. Um, long story short, um, his house got broken into. They went up to him straight away in his bedroom, you know, held, held a gun to him, said, where's your safe? Where's your watch? Yep. They're after it straight away. So uh, and he was lucky at the time because it had a scratch on it. And it was back in the shop to get it fixed, but they got into the safe and got his, he had, um, yeah, Rolex and other watches. He had the Batman, et cetera. They got all those and robbed him and got his cash and everything. Gave him a severe beating, but you can see that that all started from him posting and flexing about finally getting his dream watch. So got to be careful, um, be humble. It's all you can do these days. So I'd, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there's been numerous people, they, they follow your movements. I'm not. I don't post my photos in real time. Yeah. That's a tip to people. Like if you want to post um, photos on- Are you going on holiday, post it two weeks uh, after yeah. you're back home, yeah, et cetera? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I always post things much much after and at random yeah. dates. Like I have people messaging me now like, hey, how, how's Dubai? I'm like, no, I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> so I just posted the photos. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I do that, you know, do that on purpose, obviously, yeah. but it- um, yeah, man, I, I know there was some. There was a, a. I can't remember who the surfer was. I don't know if it was McFanning or who it was, but it was. It was, it was someone up when when the floods happened in Northern New yeah, South. Yeah, it was. Yeah, McFanning. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, it was funny so, yeah, so it was about a, it was about a year, yeah, year and a half ago. Robbed. Yeah, and he 
he was live streaming. So all the floods happened. He jumped on his jet ski and went down the canals to help people that were yeah. caught in floodwaters and put a GoPro on. Yeah. And was, oh, was GoPro or he was live streaming it on Instagram or whatever. And they went and robbed him while he was fucking doing that because they knew. Yeah. And his house is well known in, on the Goldie. Yeah. It's on the, on, on the beachfront. Um, so they knew, oh shit, he's all the way down in, you know, mm. 30 minutes into the Tweed River. Yeah. Yeah, let's go rob his house. So, yeah, like, exactly. as soon as you, yeah, especially if you're someone known, a personality, yeah. or you, you know, you've got coin even in your area, um, it's just, it just sucks that people do that. And I think it's, I think unfortunately it's going to get worse with the way the economy's going and, oh, and people having yeah. no money. So hopefully, yeah. keep a lookout for air tags, people. Uh, another one for for you car enthusiasts. Mm. That's the way they get into your cars. But um, hopefully, no one no one gets their stolen via an air tag. But I think it's just a matter of time. That's it. Awesome, man. Thanks uh, to everybody tuning in again. It's been a while since we've done this. Like I said earlier, if you want to advertise or put a spot on this podcast for anything, anything automotive related or anything anything, anything related, really, uh, we're looking at advertising at the moment to try and keep this this uh, specific podcast up and going so we can get some stuff going on a more frequent basis. We'd appreciate it. Reach out to roguebogues at gmail.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-S. B-O-G-U-E-S at gmail.com. And the admin team will get back to you with a price list and whatnot, depending on what you want to do. That's it. Happy days. See you all next time. All right. See you guys.